Hello, we are back again. Better Business Podcast. I am your host, Marvin Carolina Jr., the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau, and we are glad to have you here today. My guest today is Troy Redstone, and we are glad to have him from Ph.D., um, 401k program, uh, savings for retirement, financial guru. This is an area that's definitely near and dear to my heart, maybe because I'm getting older and <laughs> retirement is coming into view. I'm definitely on the back nine of life, so I really pay attention to retirement and any kind of tools that can help me financially um, in that phrase. I want to say again, hope everyone is staying safe. Out there, we are back in the studio, which I am extremely excited about. We are social distancing. We are wearing our masks. We're, we're being safe, as hopefully all of you are out there. But, Troy, I want to start off by just um, asking you to talk a little bit about um, the 401k program or the savings for retirement. We have gone from pension plans, mm-hmm. which pretty much the company has taken care of, and we just wait till we're ready to retire. We retire, and we get a check. Right. We have transitioned into 401k programs and other savings programs for retirement, but not a lot of us, not enough of us are paying attention to it. I still talk to many people who are not participating in a company's 401k plan, and now let's transfer over to business, and people have their own business, and they have their own employees, and they do not have a 401k plan for small businesses, mm-hmm. which which is the area that continues to grow. So there's more small businesses, there's more small business owners, there's more employees that work for these small businesses that do not have a savings program or a 401k program. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about your organization, and you have a book, and we're going to talk about that too, but talk a little bit about how people are saving for retirement now. Uh, absolutely, and thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And let's just start off right where you started. You said something about how you're so interested in this retirement thing because you're so close. I wish everyone was as interested. In (laughs) fact, those that are really a long ways off are ideal for just beginning to run this marathon. In fact, the younger you are, the the, the easier it is to kind of get on track, right? So uh, there's a huge retirement gap that probably doesn't come as a surprise to you. Um, you mentioned the history. Yeah, we did go from um, kind of a pension world. That was the, the defined benefit. And they transitioned over from defined benefit to defined contribution, which is the 401k world. And when they did that, they were shifting their responsibility back to the employee. And there's lots of different reasons financially for employers to do that. It was a huge liability for employers. I believe it's less than 7% of all Fortune 500 companies that even provide a pension plan still. So they've really shifted that responsibility back for the employee in the 401k. 401ks are a phenomenal wealth building tool and really an opportunity to um, for the average guy to become something other than average. Uh, yes, it's amazing if the employer offers a, a match. I mean, it's like putting your money on steroids, but even if they don't offer a match, you're not going to have that opportunity probably anywhere else. Uh, If you're just one of those people that really wants to save and put away money, you go out and open up an IRA like at your local bank, it's just a different deal. Um, The imperative word in IRA is the I, the individual. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get the same low-cost institutional funds opening up your own account. So some people only have that option. They don't have a workplace retirement plan. 
there actually was an executive order given to the Department of Labor um, over a year ago now to basically close the retirement gap. So workplace retirement plans, and I'm not just talking about simple IRAs, I'm actually talking about 401ks, 403bs in the nonprofit space, they would be 457s in the governmental space. But workplace retirement plans where an employer is sponsoring a plan that you have an opportunity to put money in, it comes out of your paycheck before you even have a chance to see it, before you even have a chance to spend it, super easy way to build wealth. And it's just over time, it, it you know compounding interest, everything like that. This thing works to actually build real wealth for people. And there was a huge gap, even in the opportunity for people to contribute to a workplace retirement plan. So there's some new legislation that has more recently incentivized employers to actually sponsor a 401k, which is really super exciting. Right. Because there's a couple of reasons. One is probably the liability, the fiduciary concerns that they might have, like what's this going to put me at risk of? But the other one is the cost. And, uh, and and so there was legislation that came out right at the end of last year. It's called the SECURE Act. Mm-hmm. I assume that you may not have heard of that because it came out right before the holidays. And then it should have been a big deal in 2020. Um, but there's been a few other things that have been kind of a big deal in 2020. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? The CARES Act has kind of swept the SECURE Act to the side, but SECURE, um, you got to catch this acronym, right? Mm-hmm. Setting every community up for retirement enhancement. I okay. think someone in Washington is just paid to come up with the acronym. So the SECURE Act was really meant to try to close the retirement gap. They will actually pay like tax credits to employers to start a plan. Wow. So we've completely removed uh, the you know the money challenge. I mean, you could have as few as as say four people, mm-hmm. four people starting a plan. You're given a thousand dollars in tax credits to start the plan. If you start it with automatic enrollment, there's another five hundred dollars. So that's fifteen hundred dollars, and you can collect fifteen hundred for three years, forty five hundred. So that completely covers the cost of just getting a plan started. Wow. So. There really is no excuse, at least from a monetary standpoint. It, it, the, the highest tax credit is all the way up to 20 employees. So it really is designed for those that have 4, 8, 12, 20. If you have 100 employees, you probably already have a plan. But if you have 20 or less, you may, not, you may have hesitated starting a plan. But for your 20 employees, it's $250 a person. So for your 20 employees, you would get a tax credit of $5,000. Wow. If it was automatic enrollment with the plan, that's an additional five hundred. So fifty five hundred dollars, okay, over three years, sixteen thousand five hundred dollars. That's going to completely pay all of those administrative fees to just get the plan started. In fact, it's going to more than pay for that. You could actually make money starting the plan. So it really is meant to incentivize employers to say we're not going to use the cost as an excuse to not offer this. Well, let me ask you this, and and you talk to many businesses. Why are they not doing it? Over the years, why are they not creating their own 401k plans for them and for their employees? Why, why is that not happening? Well, there's a number of different reasons. One is the cost. Okay. I think we've solved for that. One is the concern of um, the liability. And, uh, and, and if you're working uh, with the right type of a structure, a lot of, that, a lot of the fiduciary liability can be discharged under ERISA. Um, I don't mean to throw another acronym at there. ERISA is the entire Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974. So that governs all of your 401ks, 403bs, and such. So under ERISA, you have the ability to discharge, is what the term is, or or to uh, to outsource a lot of that fiduciary liability. 
not all of it. You can't outsource all of it, but a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So you can mitigate liability. You can control the cost with things like the Secure Act. Um, I, I've even had some employers who have said things like, "Well, we're not sure if we're ready to start a match." Uh, it's great if you have a match for sure. If mm-hmm. you're going to be able to match the dollars that your employees put in, that's great. But at least to have a plan, even if you're not matching it, I think it kind of says we're open for business. Like we're a big boy business. We're mm-hmm. offering real benefits, not a simple IRA, but a real a real 401k. Mm-hmm. I think you start a 401k even if you're not able to match it. Okay. When we've solved for the financial concern and the fiduciary concern, I really don't think there's a reason why every employer if you have at least four people, every employer ought to consider doing this. And I don't know if you know the answer to this, but where is the biggest gap? What age group is there a dip in? I mean, is it when you're in your 50s or 40s, 30s, 20s? Right now, do you know? And I'm, if I was to guess, I'm thinking the somewhere in the 40s, there's a big gap of people not having very much or anything in a retirement plan. They have a savings account but nothing in a retirement plan. Do you know where that gap, um, or can you guess where that gap might be? Well, it's going to be different for different different segments for sure. Uh, it could be younger people who are trying to battle paying off college debt before they start saving. Yes. Uh, you know, it could it could be people that are you know just simply not thinking about it yet, I and mean, they're they're focused you know in their twenties and thirties and forties on something else. But but there's that idea again of compounding. This idea of starting when you're young and doing just a little bit over time, and then over time it kind of works for you. It kind of builds over time. There's just no substitute for time. There is just no substitute for starting early and 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 running the race. And and I, I it breaks my heart to talk to someone who's really really close to the finish line. Like I I remember we were visiting with a client down in Oklahoma. Um, she works at a bank. I won't mention the bank, but she mm-hmm. works at a bank. So you think that means she knows money, right? And um, we're looking at her account on my iPad. We, we pulled up the account, and we're going to just do some one-on-one coaching kind of thing. And we're looking at her account. And um, oh, my first question, of course, is tell me about the other money that you have. Because I'm thinking if you've got half a million dollars or something sitting somewhere like in a really aggressive investment, then that's going to skew how we should work with this money. So tell me about your other accounts. And she goes, Oh, I don't have other accounts, and <laughs> I, I guess I'm not a very good poker player because I said, "Oh, <laughs> oh, like, uh, hmm." I didn't have anything to say next, and she goes, "Oh, I had three three kids to put through college." Uh, okay, so I'm starting just now. Like, I'm starting now. Tell me what to do in the next ten years. I'm 55. Tell me what to do in the next ten years so I can retire when I'm 65. That's not a fun conversation, right? Because you've got to start out by saying we've got to probably reset your expectations. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to save enough in ten years to make up for what you could have done if you'd simply started when you were young and just done a little bit over time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you've flown recently, given this you know quarantine nonsense. But back when we used to fly, uh, the flight attendant would would come on and and would say, in the event of a drop in cabin pressure, mm-hmm. these things are going to drop from the sky, right? If you're traveling with a young child, you're supposed to put that mask on them, mm-hmm. even before you take care of yourself. I, I'm I'm sorry, put put it on yourself before you before you put it on them. I said that backwards, but anyway, 
it's just the idea that you're supposed to make sure that if you don't put it on yourself first and you're putting it on little Johnny and he's kind of knocking it away or whatever and then and then he passes out then you pass out and then you're both toast right right it feels it feels almost selfish as a, as a parent to not take care of little Johnny first and that's exactly what she was doing like she was just putting everything into sending Johnny to college mm-hmm. and and I I, I don't want to appear insensitive to that. I mean, I, I, I have a kid in college. I have another one that just graduated, <laughs> just went through the 2020 graduation, COVID virtual graduation nonsense. You know, so he's about to go off to college. Correct. Okay, so little Johnny can get a job. Little Johnny can get scholarships. Little Johnny can, can you know, work his way through school or, or have grants or whatever. But you don't sacrifice everything and just get Johnny through school and not put away anything for your own retirement. So, you, you know, you, you've got to start early and, and, and you've, got to, you've got to make sure that you don't get knocked off course by things like credit card debt and schools and everything like that. Great. Let, let's talk a little bit about you. Let's shift gears and talk a little bit about your book, um, Repurposement, Experiencing the Financial Freedom to Start Living on Purpose Today. Tell me what inspired this? Where, where did this come from? Why did you write the book? Well, you know, I wrote the book because originally I read a study that said the number one activity of retirees is watching TV. And I thought, wow, like this is why we have a retirement problem in America. (laughs) Like retirement is about as compelling as like a remote control in a lazy boy recliner. Like that's what people are aspiring to. And it's, it's, it's very sad that, that we didn't have more purpose thinking about kind of our future. So I think I've known this intuitively as I've done retirement for years now. People have to understand the why. If they're going to make sacrifices, they're going to save for the future, they have to understand why they're doing that. They need to have, need, they need to have purpose. And so our, our, whole, our whole deal is trying to help people think not just retirement, but repurposement. I want you to be able to be financially free, to be repurposed as soon as you understand your calling Mm -hmm. and what it is you were wired to do and i will tell you this uh, this is gonna this is gonna be important you know for the audience just in terms of what we're currently going through i think the quarantine showed us that we were not ready for retirement correct and not just financially yes financially uh way too many people living paycheck to paycheck it's about 78 percent right now 78 percent of americans are living paycheck to paycheck that means literally if you lose one paycheck, you're in trouble. If you lose two, you're screwed. If you lose three, you might be losing your home. Mm-hmm. We just went through that as a country. So financially, we're not prepared. But it's more than that. It's it's this idea of like, what are we living for kind of a thing. So sitting back doing nothing, like just watching Netflix all day, mm-hmm. it sounded like fun. After two weeks, three weeks, <laughs> did you get a little bit bored? Oh, yeah. You're right? Very bored. Right? Okay, so my son took up juggling. <laughs> I started writing a second book. Uh, my wife started painting, and I don't just mean walls, but like like artwork. Okay. Like, I've, I know people that learned a second language. Like, like we, were, we were searching for something to do. What if, what if you could find something to do that, that was more purposeful, I guess? I mean, the whole idea of retirement... It's a military term. It's like to retire or to, to, to fall back and do nothing. And I, I just think retirement has to mean more than, than just do nothing. Right. You know, I, I, I'd like you to be able to be financially able, whether it's age 50 
mm-hmm. or whenever to transition into something that's more meaningful. And many people that live that way will find that second chapter, the second half of life, to be even more meaningful. Right. So that's kind of repurposement. Well, well tell us, first of all, tell us your, uh, give us your information, your website, your telephone number, whatever it is. How do people get in touch with you? So give, it, give us that information so I don't miss that in sure. our conversation. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, PhD Retirement Consulting. Okay, so PhD is the fee-only fiduciary um, consulting firm. So uh, fee-only, a flat fee, okay? Financial wellness consulting, 401k consulting. Uh, we're the fee-only 401k advisor. And so the website is actually fee-only401kadvisor.com. So it's the ability to not have to pay like expensive commission and things like that, but to be able to just pay a flat fee um, the phone number is is a toll-free number, um, 844-PHD-401K. Uh, and it's toll-free simply because we want to be accessible not just to the employers that hire us, but to their plan participants that need questions, guidance, and advice in the, in the 401K. And we have clients pretty much all over the central time zone. Good deal. Now, as we get ready to close out, tell me, give me one piece of advice for business owners and individuals. It could be separate. It could be to, together. On retirement, I, I have several friends and family members who run very successful businesses but have done very little to prepare for retirement. What would you say to them? And then just overall, somebody working for another corporation, they, they don't own their own business. What would you say to them about preparing for retirement and how crucial it is? Well, let me just say this. As as you think about, you know, we, we all want to see better businesses built, right? It's all about building better businesses. And, and when you think about reopening, I think, uh, I think a business owner needs to understand the, uh, the financial stress that their employees are coming back into the workplace with. So you know, their stress is all over the place. It's not just the stress that's related to, are we using enough masks and hand sanitizer, but it's just financial stress. Mm-hmm. Financial stress is real. I mean, according to the American Psychological Association, it's the number one cause of stress in America. So I think it's really important to kind of think holistically to kind of meet employees where they're at. I I think a 401k really is best framed inside of a financial wellness program. Okay. So let's say, for instance, you're you're a business owner, and I was meeting with not just you, but some of your employees, and you had a 401k. If I'm meeting with one of your employees and your employee is just up to their eyeballs in debt, we're going to talk about that first. Because I want to help every employee get across the finish line, mm-hmm. but but to get across the finish line, it doesn't just mean being able to replace 70% or more of your income. It also means to be able to live on 70% or less of your income, which means being able to retire debt-free. So you've got to get, a, you've got to, get to that finish line debt-free. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about eliminating debt. We're going to talk about setting up a budget. We're going to talk about getting your financial house in order and just being a good steward. Uh, the 401k is part of a holistic financial wellness program. It's not the only thing. Right. So if you're an employer, I just think it's it's kind of meeting your employees where they are in terms of their financial stress, their desire to, to, to build wealth, and their desire to try to get their hands back around money. And, and we're doing a lot of stuff right now where it's just kind of helping employees build or rebuild their budget. So I, I think it's, it's probably just maybe a, a, a sympathetic response to employees that are coming back into the workplace. And they probably wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for the financial stress because they're concerned about the other stuff, right, with the virus. Yes. So the financial stress is real. And financially stressed people are less productive. Financially stressed people are almost a liability to the company. 
you're going to get calls from creditors. You're 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 going to have a whole different type of a pressure. And if they're not if they're not ready to retire, then they're going to work longer. You're going to have some people that are working beyond their most productive years because they can't afford to retire. Correct. So you can actually help them get on track and ultimately help your business by giving them an opportunity to build wealth. Good deal. Once again, give us your information so that people know how to contact you. Feeonly401kadvisor.com is the website. And the phone number, 844-PHD-401k. Troy, thank you again for being a part of our broadcast. We uh, really appreciate you being here and participating. And we appreciate the great information. Once again, this is Better Business Podcast. I am your host, Marvin Carolina Jr. And we thank you all for listening in. And we want you to have a productive day and a productive week. Thank you.